On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we discuss the new voice for GPS, Castiel. Just follow the road. Just follow the road. Just follow the road. And also, what happened to the dog, man? What happened to the dog, Mr. Bones? And a new Maury's special God edition. Yes, you are the father. Yes, you are the father. Yes, you are the father. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Pamela. I mean, I'm Diana. (laughs) I'm Ash. I mean, Liz. And oh my God, my nose is itching right now. Like, (laughs) I feel like something just flew up in it. So yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing me pick my nose. Okay. Uh, So we are in tribute to some characters today. And we'll talk about that later or just ignore it but so uh you'll have to look at pictures if you're listening to the audio version or go watch the episode over on youtube someday um but anyhow um before we get into like the good stuff let's just get the sad stuff out of the way so the spn family lost a member this week um unfortunately nikki acox uh passed away she was 47 years old just damn um the family hasn't released what happened but we do know that she was had leukemia so she'd been quietly battling leukemia for about a year and that she hadn't been public super public about that so there's that's the kind of assumption but there's not a official statement on that and although I guess I did not say that she played Meg Masters, the original Meg. So uh, she was an amazing actress, made Diana hate her a lot. So I think that says a lot about a person that makes yeah. that you're such she was such Literally a great actress action. that Diana had a visceral, visceral reaction to her character. She was a great actress. That the character was, really was that bitch Meg. Yep. That's okay. So cheers. And Rest in peace to Nikki. Yeah, cheers, Nikki. Oh, man. So now that we're all bummed out, uh, Diana, what's up? Um, yeah, not, not too terribly much in my neck of the woods. We are getting holiday ready. This is uh, Thanksgiving week this week. And uh, so happy Thanksgiving, y'all. And uh, in my world, that means I'm also prepping for Christmas because... A, the holiday season can last as long as I want it to, and B, because uh, my calendar related to Christmas gets a little cray, so I'm on the early train for that, and I'm okay with it. That's what I got. Nothing else. Oh, yeah, I bought a car, but that's okay. Just That's pretty exciting. Yeah. It is. We got a, a, a new to me, new to us, to the Babe and Diana household car, but we'll have it soon. Well, yeah, how about you? I am also prepping for Thanksgiving. By that, I mean I ordered some stuff that I can heat in the oven. 
and am not getting ready for the holidays by putting up any decorations. Probably won't do that this year because they take too much time and I don't give a fuck. And it's very funny if you go to like, if you pull into my driveway because I live in a duplex, the neighbor's side already has their Christmas lights up. And I know they will be putting up m- many other things, but the lights stop like right at my garage. So it's like this happy, like bright side. And then like, just like dead plants and a red like light on my side. So yeah, yeah that's, you're just, that's you're, work, how- you're working on that. You're working on that reputation. I want I, I want to be the house that children are afraid of, but not because they think okay. I'm you know I'm creepy, just because they think I'm spooky. House, yeah, because they think you're spooky. I like it. So yeah. let's talk about, well, I guess talking about depressing things. Uh, dark side yeah. of the moon, season five, episode third or sixteen. Because sixteen, sixteen, sixteen. So we're in the downward spiral. And so I think right off the bat, I think we're going to, we already know, bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. So we are zero episodes since we've had a bummer episode because last week was also a bummer, right? Correct. So this episode, so the title, if you're unaware, is also the name of a Pink Floyd album. I really dislike that album. I've had to listen to that album way too much from people who think it's cool. It's not. Oh, it's not a good. No, it's not. I. No, no. This uh, first (laughs) hard pass. This first aired April first, two thousand ten. So it was an April Fool's Day uh, airing, which I think is interesting. This was directed by Jeff Wolnow. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. And this was his only episode of Supernatural. And according to his website, before starting his career as a broadcast journalist and documentary filmmaker, Jeff played guitar in a touring rock band during his college days. He shadowed Norman Jewison on the Oscar-winning film Moonstruck, which helped him become a director of fiction rather than fact. From his first production job in craft service, still makes a great cup of coffee, to his 12 nominations and three outstanding achievement statues, Jeff has directed some 150 hours of TV movies, limited series, and hour-long episodic. Notable among his recent credits are The Expanse with 10 episodes, 10 episodes of Vikings, and pilots for something called Copper and something called Burden of Truth. I don't know if either of them became things, but Diana would appreciate that he directed three episodes of Riverdale. Oh, okay. Isn't that exciting? Yes, yes. And this was written by um, our partners in crime, Andrew Dabb and Daniel Laughlin. So uh, that's why I think as dark as this episode is, we still get, you know, there's still some humor and still some some things in there. And if you watch the recap, then you get an idea that shit's about to go down. Because the yeah, recap is just them dying a bunch dying of times over and over again. Yeah, and I'm like, oh fuck, someone's gonna die because you know immediately. <gasps> oh, so yeah, so our episode kicks off in a motel room. We see Dean sleeping, um, and uh, they're zooming out. And there's two men in ski masks and shotguns on him and Sam. Sam's already awake. 
But Dean, they're saying they're going to kill him, but Dean recognizes one of the voices. It is Roy and Walt, some fellow hunters uh, that they know. And they are coming to kill Sam specifically, but Dean's collateral, um, for starting the apocalypse. Fair. And that other hunters are coming next, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be pissed off about something, that's a thing. I mean, like, you fucker. Yeah, it's legit. Legit. But and so Sam's like, no, 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 get... hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 hear this out, bitch. And they shoot him in the chest. Not really. That's not really how they said it, but that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> we get Sam Winchester with a shotgun <laughs> blast to the chest. Uh, Dean's not happy, but they're and they're like, well, fuck, we have to kill Dean because now he knows who the fuck we are. And we killed his brother. And so we really don't want him after us. For the rest of our lives, so we just gotta kill Dean now too. Which and... is also a fair point, right? Yeah. And then but Dean, oh my god, when he's dying and he's just so tough and he is just like, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 Dean's shot in the chest too. Yeehaw. And my notes just says, Holy shit. That's one start. Yes. That's one hell of an intro. It is one, and I think I believe the text I got from you was that intro was upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember, but yeah, it was something I was like, like WTF is where my brain was. I'm like, that's what? What just happened here? Yeah, it was bonkers. Bonkers. So there we go. We, um, we, we cut, end we up, cut, sorry. Yeah, so we, cut to, we get to uh, music playing. We got Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan. We've got Dean asleep in the bo- in the driver's seat of baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we hear thunder. So where the fuck is Dean? Cold breath. He's in the middle of the road. Gets out of the car. And there's a little kid Sammy is there with a box full of fireworks. Okay, so we know that we are not in reality wherever we are, or in the quote-unquote real world, wherever this is, probably. Yep, and Dean maintains his age while Sam, yeah, he's adult Dean, and then we have younger Sammy. And Dean gets very happy to see an old lighter and a get you because the lighter gnomes are also bitches. Like the gnomes have just been running amok through my house this week and they're stealing all my bobby pens. They're stealing all my lipsticks and they always steal lighters. So fucking gnomes, man. So I get, I get why you're happy just, just to see that. Right. Yeah. So they shoot off fireworks. Right. So, and Dean remembers that this was the 4th of July, 1996, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Sam's just so happy because he says that John would never have let them do this. So let's do some SPM math here. All right. So Dean was born January 24th, 1979. So in 1996, that would make him 17. So yes. Sam was born May 2nd, 1983. So in 1996, he would have been 13. At this point, your father, who is giving you guns since you were like five would let you shoot off some fucking fireworks so i i just don't believe dad would never let us do this unless it's just dad would never let us take time off from hunting things to shoot off fireworks that's fair i don't know i mean apparently they were unattended in this field shooting off fireworks and they allude to the fact later that they did burn the field down so i mean 
who hasn't burned down a field with fireworks or sparklers? You know, sometimes you just do that. It's just do part you? of childhood, right? Didn't everybody burn down a field? I did not burn down a field. You didn't live. All right. So, <sighs> so anyways, well, as they're setting off all these fireworks and everything's all happy and they're knocking on heaven's door, ramps back up. But then the fireworks are no longer fireworks. They're shotgun blasts in Dean's head. And little Sammy disappears. So Dean goes back to baby and um, the radio turns on on its own. And it's Castiel trying to talk to talk to Dean. And he's like, you got to get to me. And Dean's like, no, I'm dreaming. Get out of my fucking dream. And he's like, no, it's not a dream. You know, it's not a dream. But you're in heaven. You've got to, you know, you've got to follow the road. You just got to follow the road. Follow the Olympic road. You know, I think they, they missed out on something. I would like Cass to be a GPS voice. I would mm. like that to be an option for my ways because mm. him and your car sounds really cool. So mm. might as well, you know, just have, and then he can just be telling me to follow the road. Follow the road. I'm like, God damn it, Cass. Like I've got to get to the airport. Which road? <laughs> Which road? Just, just follow the road. Oh, okay. That's just vague. Uh, well, he does. So Dean starts driving because apparently it's very hard for Castiel to talk through this radio. And, um, so he, they, they, he, Dean follows, starts driving and the freaking galaxy is so cool looking. The sky is really neat in the scene. And then Dean ends up in front of a house. Inside this house, Sam is, adult Sam is sitting there in a button down and a tie at a dinner table with a family carving a turkey. And the man is talking very nice. The, the father figure in this household is talking very nicely to him. Talking about how he's new to McKinley. He's been there for a couple of weeks. And this little girl sitting next to him is, and I say little, I mean like 11 little, is kind of flirting with Sam. And it's weird. No, I mean, I think she's Until, Yeah, go ahead. Until we see Dean walk in and we are going to find out that this is not Sam's dream or Sam learns this is not his dream. This is um, something else. This is their version of heaven. And uh, they're both kind of confused why they're in heaven. Dean wants to know if they're in Sky Mall, where are the triplets in latex? Um, but. They basically are realizing they're waking up in memories. So Sam is, had his first real Thanksgiving at 11 and this little girl was his little crush. And, um, and this was a, a special memory for him to have a family event. Dean's like, wait, we had Thanksgiving. And Sam replies that a bucket of KFC and dad passed out on the couch was Thanksgiving. Oh, damn. That sounds good. Bucket of KFC. Yeah, really does. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Well, then I was like, I'm gonna have to make sure and order that Wednesday because I'm not gonna be able to get it on Thursday, and that's the worst part. And I spent a lot of Thanksgiving days fire. alone. Yeah, so just yeah, I'll just reheat it in the air fryer. I mean, I don't have KFCs here, so it has to be mm. Chicken Express. That's actually though. it's actually pretty good chicken. Like I finally got that today. So. I also just think I appreciate this little girl like putting her hand on Sam's knee and you know, just like your little forward go-getter. Yeah, yeah you know is. what you want. You go for <laughs> it. 
Well, then the house starts rumbling. Lights are flickering. This is not part of the memory. This did not happen. There's a spotlight coming through the windows. And our boys are smart enough. They know if there's a spotlight searching for them through windows, they need to fucking hide. I mean, they don't know what the fuck's going on, but it's enough that they know they need to hide. Thank goodness. So they do. And a bunch of glass windows break. And then it stops. And the lights come back on. So nobody knows what happened, but Dean's like, we got to get back down downstairs to earth and so he goes and starts fucking with the radio back when everybody had like a giant receiver radio in their house it was so comforting like that stereo equipment just looking at it was just like i wanted to hug it i was like i see you receiver i see you all you additional things and buttons and Mm -hmm. and the the tape player that's that that doesn't work so we had to have something else to put the cassettes in i see you (laughs) i do see you but i also think it's interesting that nothing nobody else in this house is being affected by what's going on Mm -mm, so the memory continues like yeah the memory is like still playing out like it's on a like a tv loop or something i don't know what it's no for sure i noticed that too it was was interesting it was an interesting artistic choice and story choice but yeah so but dean's gonna try to make the radio work talk to Cass, and it works so, um, and this time though, Castiel pops up on the television static and he's like, just don't go to the light. The light is Zachariah. Well, fuck. Of course it is. Goddamn Zachariah. And also just never and, go into the light. Yeah. I mean, like uh, decent instructions. Um, but basically they can't be vessels if they're dead. So he wants to return them to their bodies specifically so they can fulfill their destiny. And um, they're behind the wall, though, now. That Castiel can't go back to heaven. They're behind the wall. And they've got a rare opportunity. So they need to go find the angel Joshua. Because Cass can't. And they need to find Joshua because Joshua talks to God. And they just need to follow the road. And then he says that the road is... Go ahead. That's That's all. Just follow the road. Just follow the road. Uh, but he says, you know, that the road is called the Axis Mundi and, you know, it's a path that runs through heaven. And I think that that's just a very interesting thing to bring up because the Axis Mundi is something that is this like through line and like all, like all religions like go down into an Axis Mundi. I don't know. It's an interesting thing that they chose to do here. But because it's, it's because it's this metaphysical thing, everybody's mm-hmm. going to see it differently. Yeah, and for them, it's a lane, uh, two lanes of asphalt. So there we go. Uh, they and they have Joshua says Josh talks to God. Joshua can take them to God, which Castiel, as we all know, has been dead set that this is their way to stop the apocalypse. So Dean's like, "All right, let's do it. Let's go find Joshua." And Sam's kind of surprised. He's like, "Wait, what? You you?" Act- you actually want to like go on this mission? <laughs> so anyway, they decide to do it. And well, um, Dean's just like, we are so desperate. Like we're going to do whatever we yeah. can. Right. Oh yeah. And they go, they leave the house, but then when they go outside the house, the street's gone and now it's a giant forest. And uh, so Dean's like, well, fuck, let's go back in the house and look for a road. And in the closet, they find a toy racetrack with little race cars on the closet i floor. loved that game so much it was so much fun i always wanted one and i don't think my parents ever bought it for me so i always had to play it at like other people's houses but 
Did mm-hmm. you ever get to play that one? It was so cool. With the, with little, the, like, the remote. Mm-hmm. With the little hand squeezer things and then go. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Yep. So he's got his little blue car and they, he puts the car on the track and it goes. And then suddenly they're in different clothes in a different room. That was the road. That was the road. And not only they're in different clothes, Dean's in a very specific shirt. Yes. Says, I love hugs with Z. And there's Stop. a teddy bear on it. Oh. And there it is. Oh. So they're in their childhood home now. And we hear Mary calling to Dean asking if he's hungry. So they go downstairs. And we've got adult Sam and adult Dean, mind you. With Mary talking to adult Dean as though he is a small child. And, and, and to be clear, it's Samantha Smith, Mary, the older Mary, not the younger Mary that we just saw Sorry. in the other episode. Just yeah, making sure we have that clarification. Yes. So she's pouring milk and offering to cut the crust off of his sandwich and just very sweet motherly things. And um, she can't hear Sam at all because this would be pre-Sam. That's how young Dean is in this memory. Um, and Sam's like, dude, we just gotta go look for the road. What are you doing? But Dean's like, no, no, I'm gonna eat my sandwich. <laughs> and he drink my milk and be have, have, have my mom baby me for a minute. Oh. Yep, yep. And but also this is, you know, so painful for Sam because he can't participate. And he never right. got this from Mary. You know, At he all. never got no. he never got to to have hugs. Mm-mm. Because he was a baby when she died. So phone rings and so Mary answers the phone and it's John and it is not a happy conversation. She's like, you've got two boys at home and you, whatever kind of a deal. And Dean's like, oh, I remember this now. They got, they've been fighting and John actually moved out for a few days. But, and Sam's like totally confused. He's like, I thought they had the perfect marriage. And then Dean remembers that he comforted his mother when this all happened. So he um went to he went and hugged her like he did when he was a small child told her dad loves you and i love you and he won't leave you so she calls him an angel and offers him pie sam actually has to process is this why dean loves yeah i know first off it's a dean pie yeah that ties that's the tie-in for dean's love of pies this memory probably and then also we get Sam really emotional on that. He never realized how long he's been, Dean's been cleaning up dad's messes. Yikes. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, basically yeah. I think he could have phrased another way. Wow. I never realized how much of a shitty father John always was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ouch. So, they're going to go look for the road again. And um, Sam finds a Route 66 postcard. And so they look at it, which has a, obviously a road on it because Route 66 is a road. Mm. So looking at it, and while they're staring at it, they pop into a new scene. And um, it's a memory of Sam's. And it's kind of this like fucked up cabin in Flagstaff. And there's a doggo. We've got Bones, the golden Bones! retriever. Bones is real cute. I mean, he was uh, his dog. He was his dog for like a couple weeks. But um, but Dean is just shocked that this is where they're at for a happy memory for Sam. And Sam's like, yeah, I lived off of Funyuns and Mr. Pibb. Okay. Okay, sir. 
but Dean's upset. He's like, you ran away on my watch and we thought you were dead. Like, what the fuck? And then when dad came home, obviously Dean got in big trouble. So. So came home to where? To the motel? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, like, it's not really How home. is he? Yeah, because they're not living in the house of Lawrence. Like, so where the fuck is he running away from? So whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny and said Mr. Pibb sounds awesome. And what in the fuck happened to Bones? What the That's fuck happened to Bones? Question. What mm-hmm. What did Jaw do to Bones? Oh, don't say that. Oh, you know, well, worse, you know, even like if he didn't do something like that, um, he still, you know, he told Sam him. to leave it behind. Yeah, uh-huh. probably just made him leave him. Like, just just leave it here. Somebody will pick it like oh. with like a little like little cardboard sign. This is like we'll work for food or something. Oh, poor poor bones. puppy, poor bones. Yeah. <sighs> That's so, why this episode's pressing. Anyway, we don't know because we don't know what happened to the dog. That's the whole reason. What happened to the um, dog, man? So outside, they they go outside. They leave the this cabin, and they're on a road at night. Um, and there's an old house there, and they're like, "Okay, what memory is this?" Both of them are pretending like they don't know what memory it is, but then Dean re- realizes it's the night that Sam decided to leave to go to Stanford, and Dean is very upset he's like he cannot process that what was what a like a great memory aka heaven to sam was one of the worst nights of dean's life and this is like kind of an like this is kind of this is a tough episode because it shows like how different everybody's perspective was on things but basically he's like you know sam's like look i was happy to be on my own and getting away from dad and dean's like yeah uh yeah you're happy you know, so happy that you're in, as, as if you were in heaven, you know, spending Thanksgiving with a different family and bailing on me. And heavy. why am I, and also, why am I not in your happier memories? <laughs> he just feels, you know, he's mm-hmm. left out and he's like, his memories all involve Sam and they're mm-hmm. like, or his mom, you know, but he's like, what the fuck? Where's, yeah. where's your actual family? And I think that should be like a good thing. Right. So. Ah, hmm. uh, anyways, it's sad. It's it is sad. sad. It's sad, and so Sam is trying to convince Dean that it's the two of them against the world, and aliens also just attack he, them. Well, before that, th- Sam does a really good point, though, and you alluded to it when we were talking about the scene with Mary. Sam's like, I didn't have someone cutting crusts off my bread. I didn't have the same family experience that Dean had to feel that attachment. So, what do you, you know, what do you? how could I have that kind of feeling about family? And that's kind of sad when you realize that Sam didn't have that, despite the fact that his brother was always there for him. Shit was still real weird. Yeah. So, they had a very anyways. sad, yeah, and then they get the, childhood. And then they get the, the searchlight alien UFO abduction. Yep. And so they just start <laughs> running. Cause if you see aliens run, I don't care what they're saying these days. Mm-hmm. Run. Yeah. And it's not aliens, it's Zachariah. Still run. Yeah. And he is like, I'm evil, so I have to yep. And I yep, 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 yep. He talks a lot. He does make fun of them for trying to run from angels in heaven on foot, which is kind of... But also, they're making it away from you, so... they are also successful. Maybe that makes it worse on you, Zachariah. Maybe. That's fair. But he monologues, blah, blah, blah. He's going to have them begging to say yes, blah, blah, blah. 
But then there's a guy in a lucha mask and <laughs> a cape. Yes, this man in a luchador mask is going to take them into a bar. And who is it? Who is this man in this mask? Well, first they go into the bar and it's Roadhouse. It's Ellen's Roadhouse. Yay! That is the Roadhouse. And then they take off the mask. And who is it? It's Ash. Yay! Buenos dias, bitches. <laughs> and he double claps and the lights turn on the bar, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is more like heaven, right? So you're in a shitty dive bar with your friends. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. smells like bud, blood, and beer nuts. The best smell in the world. <sighs> and, uh, and if it's a proper dive bar, it also smells like cigarettes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And he wants them, he offers them beers because there's no hangovers up there. And they're just shocked that he got into heaven. And he's but- like, what? Uh, he's like, I was saved. I was my congregation's number one snake handler. And you can totally see him do that. I can I can very much see Ash being a snake handler. And he just shotguns a schlitz. And yeah. so I'm like, you're I mean, sure, you're in heaven. You're drinking schlitz. I mean, maybe it tastes better in heaven. Does it? I don't, I don't even, I said I don't maybe. Even, I don't even maybe. think that's possible. Uh, yeah, so I am drinking a PBR, and we'll get more into that later. But I was going to get Schlitz today for this episode, but thank God my grocery store did not have any, so I'm drinking a PBR. So oh. Ash though starts to explain this concept of what heaven is like in this mythology, yes. and it's really it's an interesting take. But I also find there's a lot of problems with it that. Yeah, we see in this episode that some things they just didn't think through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, there's a hundred billion heavens. Everyone's got their own personal heaven, um, and you know it's you know they're just a, like not really crammed together. It's just like Disneyland. Well, anyways, they're not all necessarily crammed together. It's just a buttload of places there. It's kind of weird. They overlap, but they're not. And they're crowded together like Disneyland, but without the anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> so but soulmates get to stay together right right and otherwise they're kind of alone but except for that so and this is where i'm going to start getting i have some issues with it right so he's like most people can't leave their places but he's been all over right so yeah. he's gone to see johnny cash onto the giant and einstein who apparently makes a hell of a white russian mm-hmm. but when we saw sam and dean's heavens Mm-hmm. Those were memories of things, right? So people, mm-hmm. they weren't, but they could interact with them. So like, does Ash just go into someone's like replaying of a memory and then and like, interrupt it? And then, then, so I guess he interrupts him and then they, they realize then they can not be in that memory. I don't know. It was, that's a little weird. I don't know. And like, that sounds like hellish to just relive the same memory, even if it's a good memory for the rest of my life. Fuck that. Yeah, no. I mean, no, thank you. Pass. I mean, or is it like a weird setting of what their heaven is by them going through multiple memories like they alluded to? Because they did allude to at one point when the brothers were talking about this, about how like your life flashes before your eyes when you die and that they're just flashing through all these positive memories as they get settled into going to heaven officially to their heaven. Maybe they aren't in their own heaven yet. They're going through memories 
Badlands? I don't know. It was very unclear and not very fully fleshed concept. Yeah. And then it's just going to get fucked up even more as we go through mm-hmm. this episode. Like, then it just the whole concept on it just collapses on itself. But anyways, uh, Ash did also find the man who wrote the Kama Sutra. And that that man's, that boy's heaven was sweaty and confusing. But so did he have a bunch of soulmates? Or but how can people not go to each other's heavens? Like, come on, that doesn't make sense. I mean, if he wrote the Kama Sutra, I bet he had a lot of soulmates. Mm. I'd be a soulmate, probably. So, but Ash just loves being dead. And he's just like, I'm living a whole lot more. I'm sure his Mm -hmm. mullet is just getting all the fun loving of his life. Yeah, and he's rigged up a scanner for angels so he can hear what's going on. And he's got it set up to track for when Sam and Dean end up there. Because this is not the first time they've been there. They die more than anyone he's ever met. And apparently they don't remember it because the angels windex their brains every time, which is also upsetting. Like, I don't want to know. Like, I don't know. That's a little distressing. No, the whole concept of, you know, but so all these times that they've died, then they've gone to heaven and just Mm -hmm. don't remember it. Okay. That's, that's weird. So then also distressing though, is that Ash didn't know that Ellen and Joe had died. Very sad. And he hasn't seen them up there, so we don't know. We don't know if they're there. Mm -mm. And he hasn't seen John Winchester either. Or Mary. Um, So, which is weird because we saw the other version of Mary, but not the actual... Memory of Mary. Not the actual Mary. But... Who did he find? There's somebody else he found. Yes. He found Pamela. (gasps) Yay! So that means we get to find Pamela... Yay! Yep. So we've got uh, our Pamela Barnes enters, and her eyes are back to normal because she's in heaven. And um, she uh, she steps out and she slaps Dean for getting her killed. Fair, fair. <laughs> and he's just like, "Hey, we got Ash killed too," and he is like, "Cool with it." And he's also in the back, and he's just cat hacking away. Do 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 do. And he's using his uh, finally making use of string theory. Yeah. And while Ash and Sam are often playing with computers, Dean and Pamela have a little chat. And Pamela's like, I'm fucking good. I do remember my death. uh, And you told me I was going to go to someplace better. And you were right. She remembers her death wrong, though, because she says that she was gut shot and she was stabbed. Stabbed. So maybe her memory of her death ain't so good. You're you're right. But um, but basically, she's got her own heaven and she comes and hangs out with Ash. And that's about it. And Dean's like, I'm not convinced about any of this. He's like being trapped, like in your own little like weird universe while angels kind of run the show just sounds like the matrix not nirvana yeah it really does it sounds like the fucking matrix if they are running everything and they're controlling what your memories are and what you're seeing yeah no that sounds that's creepy as fuck and billions of people have died so there's billions of like what it also just seems like a lot of work right it does seems unnecessary to create a bunch of customizable spots like enough people like the same shit it'll be fine we need like five different themes it's fine um but pamela does have a point though the attic is still better than the basement not wrong not wrong so 
And, uh, and Dean, but Dean's unconvinced. He's like, it's not real though. And she just doesn't care. She's like, I'm at peace. So whatevs. Um, and like, why is, would it be so bad if you just played ball with Michael, just end up with a shit ton more people in heaven and they're, and I'm happy. So they'd be happy too. Hmm. Okay. Pamela, weird angle. Yeah. And then I'm also like, at this point, I'm like, this is sus. I don't trust this Pamela. I don't know. I, I, I think she's, she's angel implanted. I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't think Pamela would say that, but anyways. So while that's going on, Ash has found a shortcut to the garden with math. Yes. Cause string theory and math work in heaven. Math. Gotta be fucked. <laughs> Samesies. I could draw the little thing. Yeah. They draw the, 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 the long division symbol on the door. I can do that. I think that was a root symbol. It was a root symbol. I'm just teasing. <laughs> it was a it was a root. Um, so he draws the root symbol on the door, and Pam tells Sam to watch his ass, and then passionately kisses Dean. Whoa, holla! It was quite. It was quite the kiss. Yeah, and then Ash says he's sure he'll see them again soon. And he's going to, and Dean wants him to keep a sixer on ice for them. Yeah. So I'm not ready to say goodbye to Ash and Pamela because the rest of this episode is still fucking depressing. So we're going to take a break from depressing and have a little fun. Mm. Or basically we're going to see put diana on the spot again and see what she remembers about shit because that amuses me so we're gonna play a game we're gonna play a game and i'm gonna ask diana questions about mr ash and ms pamela barnes and let's go all right question number one ash got kicked out of college for fighting what school did he get kicked out of was it A, Caltech, B, Harvard, C, MIT, or D, Stanford? I think I'm wrong, but I want to say Caltech. MIT! Damn it. That was my second. All right. That's only your first one. Just warming up. Getting warmed yeah, up. Get no. the brain juices going. All right. In season two, episode two, Simon said, Dean and Sam go seek Ash out in his office. There's a sign hanging on the door that says, who is it? Is it Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Badass, Dr. Savage, or Dr. Cockburn? Dr. Badass. It is Dr. Badass. Mm-hmm. Doctor is in. All right, question number three. What beer does Sam give Ash to search for information for him in that same episode? Was it Schlitz, Lone Star, Budweiser, or PBR. I'm going to say Schlitz, but now I think it's PBR because you're drinking your PBR as you said that. Damn it. It was PBR. <sighs> but it also didn't look like a PBR. Whatever he gave him did not actually look like that beer. All right. So question number four. In season two, episode 21, after the roadhouse explodes... What does Dean use to identify Ash's remains? Is it a watch, a necklace, an earring, or a giant belt buckle? It was a belt buckle, right? No, it was a watch. 
Um, like, I don't know. It was also a watch that he never wore in any other episodes. But That doesn't make any sense then. That's nah. just silly. All right, all right. Let's... You apparently, you know, your love. I know, for Ash is, I know, is not, I love but, Ash, but but you are channeling your Pamela. All right, so I let's know, let's we'll move see. on. Let's oh move on gosh. to this, some Pamela Barnes questions. All right, all right. In season four, episode one, Pamela's eyes are burned out by who? Lucifer, Zachariah, Cass, or Becky Rosen? I thought it was Cass. It is Cass. It's like, oh my God, threw me off. Certainly was not Becky Rosen, which no, would have been amazing. That. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, see, you got the Pamela juice going in. All right. In season four, episode 10, Heaven and Hell, Pamela is able to recognize Sam by what? Is it A, his python biceps, B, his perky ass, C, his prince valiant hair, or D, his minty fresh breath? Perky ass. It was indeed his perky ass. Hooray! <gasps> okay. Still going, still going on. You got your Pamela vibes going. In mm-hmm. season four, episode 15, Death Takes a Holiday, Pamela insults Dean by calling him what? Does she call him Chachi, Potsy, Fonzie, or Mouth? Chach. Joni loves Chachi. 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 I think that's what it was. It was Chachi. Yeah, it was Chachi. I just said it like a thousand times. I know. But yes. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> All right. So for the last one, you'll you redeemed, you will be, you are Pamela. You go to your show in your in the Meadowlands. In that same episode, Pamela whispers what into Sam's ear when she says she's whispering the incantation. Does she say a, did you hurt yourself when you fell from heaven? B, are you a cake? Because I want a piece of that. C, are you a lumberjack? Because I'm in need of some wood. Or D, you've got a great ass. I think it was D. Yes, it was most definitely D. Although she really I, likes Sam's ass. I I, she does like Sam's ass. Although I she, think she also likes commenting on it because I think it makes him uncomfortable, which is yes. great. Which you, I, I, I do, I adore that part of her personality because they also have that. Don't tell me what your fears are because I will exploit them for my own amusement. What? That doesn't sound like you. Does not sound like anything like me at all. So, all right. And so, <sighs> in I guess if there was like a, a quiz, like you were a Pamela, that's what that would say. Yay! Which is you know not App- everybody appropriate appropriate not everybody can pull off the mullet like i can no it's a special skill yeah it's very very special skill okay so all right we've had our palate cleanser yeah so now we can get more sad are you ready all right all right let's go back to kansas oh back in lawrence at the house at the family home and they're like, well, shit, we got to look for a road. And then Mary walks in and she's in her nightgown and she's asking why Dean's up. And he tries to do like his like, you're not real. We don't have time for this Meh, kind of thing. And she's and obviously that's not going to work in this weird memory. And she's doing her little mom thing like, did you have a nightmare? 
let me share you my nightmare. The night I burned. <laughs> what the fuck? So, yeah, Mother Mary starts getting real fucking creepy. Yeah. Like, real creepy. And so, uh, and, again, and like, blood starts And blood starts seeping out of the front of her nightgown. Yep, yep. Just going, going blood, on. Yeah. And so, so now we're just breaking whatever was happening before. So now yeah. this is clearly, like, just some sort of thing angel shit right angels being Mm -hmm. dicks angels being dicks dicks being angels and she just starts telling him really really mean shit she gets she gets real mean she says i never loved you you were my burden and i was shackled to you and then she blinks and she's got yellow eyes because that's not traumatizing and then she blinks again and they go away but the lighting changes, the doors are bricked up, and all of a sudden, it looks like Beetlejuice. It does. It does. <laughs> it looks like Beetlejuice, and I love it. It looks like it's all green right. uplighting. I'm like, what? Did this, did we got a Beetlejuice crossover. Where's Michael Keaton? Well, and this was at the time where, so I actually stopped watching like the episode at one point and went to go like just watch it because i i kind of got invested in it and sometimes i don't want to take notes i just wanted to like yeah, enjoy, enjoy the episode mm-hmm. but when i saw that i was like oh shit was it wednesday supposed to come out soon and so then i like immediately and so diana got text messages from me with like talking about the premiere that happened last week in la for wednesday where christina yeah. ricci wore this amazing spider gown with mm-hmm. like oh it was so good and oh so little like mini spider crystals Oh, it was fantastic. But yeah, so that's that's what made, made me go look that up because I was like, oh, Tim Burton glow. I love this glow so much. Mm-hmm. No, it was excellent. I was just like, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um, anyways, well, now it's uh, Sam, Dean, and Mary there locked in this room and she starts describing her experience burning to death on the ceiling. And that the pain was bad, but really it was the smell. First, she thought she had burnt a pot roast, but it was her meat. And that doesn't sound bad. I mean, you Mm smell like a pot roast like that. You smell delicious. So I don't think you have to worry about anything. I'd be like, stop complaining. That's (laughs) I. I, I'm gonna just taste myself. Oh yeah, it was maybe a little salt, but yeah, I I'm like a pot roast. But Uh. then like she just gets meaner and meaner, Mm -hmm. and then just like everybody leaves you. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's not them. Maybe it's you. And giggles. And then, then who's there? Our favorite dick angel, Zachariah. Yep. And that is what my notes say. And here comes Zach. What a dick. Yeah. And he has angel goons with him. These are definitely he goons does. or henchmen. Are they angel. henchmen or? I think yeah. they're goons. I like angel goon. Angel goons. Okay. I like angel goons. And I think that... I had angel. Th- I had angel thug written down. Angel thug. Yeah. The goons. Like goons. Mm-hmm. But. Zach gets gross. Yeah, because he's gotten Ugh. fond of the memory of Mary Ugh. and kisses her neck real Ugh. provocatively. And he uses the term. Can you hear it? Are you ready for it? No, I don't want to hear it. Don't say it. Milf. Oh! He says it. And it's also just like because he was doing like the light feathery kisses on her. Oh, it's just like 
Like it's just like that creepy old man that you don't want any. Oh God. Oh, it's so nasty. It's so gross. But then Dean tries to taunt him and he tells him makes a bald joke yeah he's like you're so bald and he is like in in heaven i have six wings and four faces and one of them is a lion one of them's a lion but also you are in heaven yeah you're in heaven why can't i see your lion face you're humid so you're limited is why gosh it's like one of those like stupid things like well you just can't can't see because you can't you can't see in canada i have four faces and one of them is a cheetah you know you just Mm. can't see it because you're not in canada so i'm like can't you project it because i would be like show me like i don't don't believe you. you where are your wings where are your receipts bitch show me the receipts we're in heaven. I can handle seeing it because I'm dead too. So whatevs. Right. Then, but then we've got a creepy caress. What? Down Mary's arm. Caressing her arm. Caressing it. And then he snaps and she disappears, which is also creepy in its own way. Yep. 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 And then we get an evil villain monologue. Yeah. Dean gets punched in the face. Um, but basically... The short, the short and sweet summary is Zachariah was a badass because he was, he was respected because he was in charge of the Winchester brothers or he was, he, cause he was just a good angel, but then he got assigned to the Winchester brothers, but he can't, um, he can't close the deal on a couple of flannel wearing maggots. Yeah, you pretty much su- you suck, and they ruined his reputation. I do appreciate his Lucifer may be strong, but I'm petty line. Yes. I thought that that, <laughs> that was, was like really good. Oh my god, like, that's a oh, good villain ooh, thing to say. Ooh. Yes, well, well done, oh. Zachariah. There, I like that one. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna get inter- interrupted. Yeah, we hear. Excuse me, sir. And there's an older gentleman older african-american gentleman standing there um and uh zucker is like i'm in a meeting and this guy's like sorry i need to speak to these two it's the boss's orders oh uh-oh oh wait so oh. god isn't dead or short okay so and he's just like nope nope he insists and then zach stomps away fine mm-hmm. yeah. Then you flap away. Flap, 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 flap. And then they flap, flap, and they're in a garden. But it looks like Biodome. I mean, not really. That's where my head went, though. <laughs> yeah, but also it does look like every botanical, like almost every botanical <gasps> garden in mm. America and, and pretty much around the world. I think most botanical gardens are the same. I don't know why my head went to Biodome, but that's where it went. So sorry. But either way, um, Joshua, so is, this is Joshua, and he does wait, explain Paul, that is it's pa- not. Paul is Shore in Biodome or Brendan Fraser? Or is it both I think of them? One of them is. I don't remember. I think it's Polly Shore. Oh, man. Polly Shore, did you die? No, he didn't. Okay. Uh, so. so- but, but but Joshua does explain why it looks like this. It makes me feel a little better because he's like, no, you know, some people see Eden or God's throne room, but for y'all, it's the Cleveland Botan- Botanical Bar, Gar- Cleveland Botanical Gardens, because y'all went on a field trip there once. I guess. I mean, sure. And by the way, uh, Biodome is Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. You're welcome. Thank you. Um. So either way so but god does talk to joshua joshua doesn't talk to god 
God talks to Joshua. Joshua listens to God and God is on earth. Nobody knows what he's doing or where he is, but Joshua can sympathize. And that's why God talks to him because they're talking gardener to gardener or something. Yeah, I think it sounds pretty much like, oh, there's somebody here who just lets God go on and on about his shit and just like lets him talk. And I pretty that's what I'm getting, right? And, but he's like also like God's lonely. And I'm like, what? Like, okay, whatever, God, be lonely. And God has a message for them. He does. And it's not the one you would expect. Nope. No, not what we, not what we hope. Is that a cherry like slogan? Because keep in like, mind, we thought we thought we were going to go get God, get God's help, or God was going to stop the apocalypse, or help with the angel situation, whatever, or at least send them a poster with like a kitten like hanging from a tree, hang in there. Hang in no. there. no, they don't even get that. Like, or good job, guys. You've been doing great. What is he? What is it? God tell them to do? Back off. What? From what? I'm very confused by this. Like, are they supposed to back off from stopping the apocalypse? Are they supposed to back off from the angel world? I think like, they're supposed back to back off, off from trying Finding to find him? God. Yeah, and trying to pull God into this mess. Yeah, that I mean, I basically that, but like, he's saying like because cast yourself. Yeah, well, I think also cast because we haven't seen like a lot of what Cass has been doing, but yeah. we know Cass has the amulet and he has been probably searching searching and probably poking in a lot more places than the boys have so i feel like that's probably more Mm -hmm. and so like god's just irritated because god's a douchebag according to this world and so it's like i've saved you enough i this isn't my problem it's uh, yeah i know the apocalypse started but um, i uh, i've already brought back castiel i've granted you salvation that's all i really feel like doing here so you can't find me with or without a magic amulet bye so it does but it proves certain plot points right so now we know for sure that when they landed in that plane that that was was god yeah right and castiel returning to them and chaos and cast coming back that was god okay yes. so we know god exists yes. god's still there and has power just, and has power he just doesn't give a fuck yeah yeah or maybe he maybe it's not that he doesn't care no he don't care he don't give a fuck he's done I don't interfere. I'm lonely. I'm going to go be lonely. And Dean is just like, you know what? He's just another deadbeat dad. And I'm used to dealing with those fuckers. And I will just muddle through. Hmm. Hmm. But before we get that, I will say we do get the philosophical point, which I think is always a philosophical point when we talk about when everybody talks about God or religion or belief in some existence of good. And that is when Dean is incredulous as to why God will not intervene. He's like, he can stop this. And he, and he's like, why won't he stop it? And Joshua points out, he's like, why allow evil in the first place? You're going to drive yourself nuts with questions like that. And that's like one of the things that I think comes up a lot with conversation about faith or lack thereof, um, good versus evil is like, well, if God is so good, why would he allow evil to exist or bad things to happen at all? Um, and, and I think, you know, that's, I think that's something that a lot of you know people have, faith do wrestle with and Mm -hmm. have to um address but that is you know it's it's a very even people of faith i think obviously battle with that 
conversation. Yeah, no, and that it, that goes back to like, oh my god, like every fucking philosophy book yeah. I ever had to read mm-hmm. is it goes, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a major philosophical and theological point. Absolutely, but, but I thought it was. I'm glad it got brought up here because I think yeah. that if it w- it would be remiss to leave it out in this, especially in the context here. But I also just like Dean's you know analogy that you're basically you're you're a you are now becoming a sperm donor god. Mm-hmm. So you basically, you know, you jizzed out the universe, and, and now, now you're like, you just, not my problem. Not my problem. Like I don't need to pay child support or anything. Like I did my bit. I I jizzed the universe in this cup, and the sperm bank is closed now. And I don't care that I have eight hundred and fifty billion, you know, children running around. Sorry. And I'm just I was just picturing like the going through like the 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 trying to match your father like around like oh god oh you you have eight million children you are the father you are the father you are the father the longest are- episode of Mori ever oh we crack ourselves up we really really do because that's how we deal with things that just make your your brain hurt they make your brain hurt whether or not you believe in god don't believe in god like you know those questions hurt things you everybody has thought i think everybody has thought about these things at some time if not maybe you should do some acid but you know we've all like contemplated this soul searching i don't know (laughs) Acid or soul searching. I don't know. Poor Cain Nolos dose. Dose. I mean, that's fine too. I'm just saying, I didn't think there was only one path. Um, There is not only one path, but the acid path is a lot faster. I'm just, if you want to go straight into that self introspection. (laughs) Although Uh, I don't even know these days, like, if, like, there is acid like i know there's like shit that like killed like like a bunch of people like tell people that it's acid and like a bunch of people die from it because for the longest time like we were running off of that original supply that the cia like had made but that ran out so and nobody knows what that original recipe was it's kind of like you know coke like nobody knows the original recipe for lsd Cool. I don't know. Anyway, so that's a weird tangent. That so we're gonna go back to sad, sad news. Uh, So Joshua is like calling out on Dean's, being like, "Can you? Can you? Can you muddle through it this time? Because I don't know. You can't kill the devil. You're losing faith in yourself and in your brother. And now this God was your last hope. What? That's that's a fucking harsh burn." Yeah, yeah, and also like it's. I'm uh, Sam is just like Get what? Called. You're losing Get faith. Called. Hey, called the fuck out, and he's like, "Look, you're not the first angel we've met. Um, you know how do we know you're telling us the truth about this being God's message? Anyways, he's like, "Look, I don't know. I can't help you. Anyways, I just trim hedges. Y'all need to go home, but this time you're gonna remember this trip." also when he says like trim hedges like i just like it's to me it just sounds like a bikini waxer job like all i do is trim hedges um so like in like new reboot like joshua the gardener is actually just like a a european wax lady all i do all day is trim hedges (laughs) 
so they get booped back and they wake up in their motel room, which is covered in Schlitz cans. Yeah, suddenly there's tons of empty beers. It's very weird. Where did the beer, beer, like, did Walt and Roy, like, just drink a bunch of beers around their corpses? That's so weird. And Walt and Roy are going to be very distressed when they see these two. But anyways. Then the, the, there's blood splatter. All did you open another PBR? You did open another PBR. What? <laughs> Just dawned on me that you, that you opened another tall boy. Um, and uh, the the brothers are both covered in blood splatter, laying in the beds where we where they were left when they were killed by Walton Roy. Um, so they wake up, and uh, Sam's like, "Are you all right?" Dean's like, "Define all right." Like this is. This is a fair conversation. But. It is. It is. And Cass is flapped in. Oh. Flaps in while they're packing. And, and he, he's just bummed. Super bummed. Super bummed. And he's like, maybe Joshua is lying, but they don't really think so. And Castiel doesn't really think so either. He's just trying to root for anything. So he looks up to the sky and, or, looks up into the ceiling of the motel, whatever, and says, you son of a bitch, I believed in you. What do you have to do when an angel loses his faith? I broke Cass. They broke oh. Cass. They did. But also I was like, man, I bet that his ceiling of that hotel room was also gross. He was like looked up and he's just like spots on it. Well, and like covered in brain matter. Like, so like the blood's still there. Like, well, I guess it was a gut shot. So so you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have like brain mass up there, but also just that motel room looked nasty the first place. So yeah, it wasn't a cool. It was probably just like some weird little cum stain hanging off of it. But anyways, uh, poor broke cast. Bad texture with dust in it. And this weird little water stains that look like blood, but you're not sure why. And like some of them, like some black mold. Okay. Anyway, so broken Cass just gives Dean back his amulet. And he's like, I don't need this anymore. And then he leaves. Flat, flat. And Sam is like, look, I, I, I still think we can stop it as long as we're like working together. And did you see the great Western shirt that I put on? Cause it was fabulous. He puts on his beautiful leg. It's like his really brown, nice like, Oh, the, the little studs on it. Good, good choice. But Dean doesn't reply. And he walks by and drops his amulet in the trash and leaves. <gasps> and then, well, actually Sam sighs. And I also like, I could also see Sam sigh. I'm like, Oh shit. I had to sit in a car with this. Mm. Yeah, but also, like, that's really sad, too, because the amulet, part of the reason it was special to Dean was because it was from Sam, and he just threw it away in front of Sam. And so not only is it a sign of him giving up faith in their mission, but it's also him expressing his upset with their relationship. He's just in sad, mopey pants land. He's going to go grow out his hair, become a little emo. No. So tired. I hate it when they get all mopey. Uh, uh, do we have casting couch? We do. Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 la. As I burp PBR into the microphone. <laughs> Let's go to yes. the casting couch. 
Yeah. So we really just have one. We've talked about all these other actors at some point in time. So we do have one to add this week, and that is Joshua, played by Roger Aaron Brown. And his career does go back to the 70s and earlier, honestly. He had like a baby role even. Um, but really Like he was 70- a baby? Like he was when he was a baby. He was when he was a baby, he was in the movies. <laughs> Yeah. So, but in the seventies, cause he was born in the, um, in the fifties, but, uh, in the seventies, he was in episodes of like a lot of the classic seventies television shows, a lot of like single episode appearances, but we're talking good times, Kojak, Rockford files and incredible Hulk, like classic, classic television. Um, he was Epsilon, an Epsilon technician in the Star Trek movie in 79. He uh, was a regular character in the 80s. Um, Donnie, uh, Danny Grant, excuse me, on Days of Our Lives, a major, like, like, like very common, like reoccurring character. Um, in the uh, 80s, he was a, um, a policeman in the Stallone classic Cobra, which is not known for being a great film, but being one like kind of a cult classic because it's got really fucking cool cars in it. Um, and uh, and he was also a policeman in Action Jackson. He is in uh, had a small role in RoboCop two. Um, in the nine or in eighties and nineties, he was on a lot to tell. Continued doing a lot of television roles, a lot of single roles. But MacGyver, Father Dowling Mysteries. Do you remember that? Anyways, it was Priest that solved mysteries. I should say Picket Fences, Jag, Hanging with Mister Cooper. Um, <laughs> those are all shows he appeared on. In addition to, um, he was John Henry in Disney's Tall Tale. It was a Pecos Bill film. That's really I remember ninety five. Um, he was. Um, a regular reoccurring character on as a deputy chief Joe um, Noland in the district in the early, in the early aughts. And more recently, um, he actually does a lot of voice work in like video games, including one of the assassins creed and things like that. So pretty, pretty expansive career for not somebody that's had like a lot of like blockbuster roles, but he's had a very consistent long running career. He's a working actor. Absolutely. So yeah. That's our Joshua. Well, hooray. And casting yeah. couch, we leave. <laughs> so, this episode. Well, I mean, so here, here's the first thing. So, A, <clears throat> I agree. This person of heaven is kind of depressing and very lonely sounding. Even though I think I have my soulmate. Oh. Um, but I, that's not like... That's not the heaven like most people think about, right? Like you want to be reunited with all the people you love and miss or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's supposed to be just a place of joy without stress or pain. And I just feel like no matter what, anywhere you would have a memory, there'd be something negative tied to it. Well, then it doesn't make sense. The construct doesn't make sense. I mean, I do wonder though if most people like, you know, they didn't take the – take. The red pill, whichever pill you take, like they don't know, right? So, mm. like they're not really aware or cognizant that they're in heaven, or that, that they're, they're in heaven, heaven, and that you know they're just kind of like at this joy, feeling peace, you know, and like oh, ash and horrible. well, that's the, that's the matrix, you know. I mean, yeah, I don't want matrix heaven. Well, I mean, the original concept of the, you know, the Judaic Christian heaven is that you get treated like shit on earth and then that's okay because then you'll be happy when you die. So there's a lot of problems with the idea of heaven overall. 
float around on little clouds. But I mean, most, I mean, but most religions, except, you know, Judaism freely, but have some concept of this like heaven afterlife, right? That's not just a Christian concept, you know, like everybody has different things that happens in there. So an afterlife in, in a variety of forms. Yeah. I just think this is a very complex version of heaven that I feel was made to fit a plot line. Because yeah, they wanted like they them tried to go to on a road, right? Well, that and I felt like they tried to make it seem simple and realistically, like not realistically, that's not the right word. Conceptually, on the surface, it may they. I think they thought it was simple, and I think they had to have realized as they were going that this was actually opening a layer of com- layers. It's upon just layers like time travel. Yeah, like it's oh yeah, just go back in time and do some shit. That's nah, fine. Well, no, it's not. It's fucked up. But then, like, and it's confusing and annoying. But then also this concept of heaven is confusing and annoying because it doesn't really make sense. Like, are they memories or is it your happy place? And then you're alone forever. Or why is this guy, can this guy move around? This one can't. And then why are you in this memory? Are you living that one memory for eternity? Like what the fuck? And then also you've got like memory Mary, but not real Mary. Like that's real weird too. Like it gets layers of weirdness. So yeah, I think this concept of heaven is fucked and I don't like it. Uh, but we got Pamela and Ash. So that's yeah. cool. So I mean, I feel like that's like, kind of like the this sugar the that was given with our medicine. Like, okay, you had to sit through the shitty thing about heaven, so we can tell you that God doesn't care, and this is how we went through this whole long thing to do do that. Ash, and yeah, Pamela. and then but then like we also have like this really shitty relationship issue with Sam and Dean. And like, I mean, I know, like, honestly, here, I'm going to make a confession. (gasps) I felt bad for Sam. Well, you should. Because, and it's not something I really have before. I was like, Sam's such a selfish jerk. But also him really pointing out that he had a very different childhood experience which I mean, you kind of know. I mean, like his big brother raised him or whatever. But like, it really hit at home in this episode um, that Sam did not have the relation, the, even the even the mental vision of family that Dean had, because Dean at least had that as a young child. So I thought that that was really eye opening for me and my perspective on Sam. So maybe I'll be less of a bitch about Sam being a bitch. He's still a bitch. <laughs> I said less. But you'll in you'll love but I'll him be less more. of a yeah. I'll be less slightly of... less bitchy about him being a bitch. <laughs> and then but I also feel bad for Dean because his entire vision and perspective on his relationship with his brother got shit on by his brother. Well, yeah, so there is that holy crap, like I'm not in any of your memories. It's like, you know, if like like I'm trying to think the analogy of like a yearbook or something, you know, like, or where you thought you're really important to somebody and they're like, who are you? You know, like, you're yeah. like but you were such a big, important part of my life, but what? What do you mean? Who? And I think yeah. that's Dean is feeling a lot of that, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, or at least none of the good parts. Like you were, you were like, he was part. Sam was part of every one of ha- Dean's happy memories, and Dean was no, not. No, he wasn't. He was well, not every. You're right. You're right because he wasn't born yet with Mary, but but it, Dean's were centered around their family at least in some way. And oddly, and, John didn't appear in any of them. Oh, shocking! 
Yeah. But also, I would have to assume that there is more memories because there's, well, you know. can't be the only, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, anything else? Okay, so now uh, Dean's sad, Cass is sad, Sam is sad. Everybody's sad. Everybody's Yay. sad. But we are two episodes away from what is probably my favorite episode of Supernatural. Ooh, so That's big. I'm willing to take my lump of sadness with with ash and pan. Closer. Alright, so with that, cheers, Dirk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get it production. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.